Welcome to Maz Garage. I'm Smokey. I'm Kev. And I'm Crick. And this week, we are going to talk about community. I've been binging it all day. I'm ready for this stuff. <laughs> I made sure show. I remembered all the episodes. It is an absolutely great show. I've seen it a handful of times, seen all this, all the seasons. Troy and Abed in the morning. Great, could, great segment. I could rewatch it all any day. We really, we really can. One of us should eventually be like, wait a minute. You guys are talking about that TV show. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so what's your guys' ideal community? Ideal community. I feel like you have to be careful with that one. Otherwise, like ideal community and cult <laughs> go very close right. to each other. They do. Um, wouldn't be our first time dabbling with that line. Right? They do. Me personally, an ideal community would not be religious. No. Would not I, follow uh, anyone as a specific religion. Anyone right. can follow their own religions. It can in, allow in my it opinion, and... community is a shared collective of people with shared belief with um shared values and beliefs. So yeah. it's more on what they believe in terms of how they want to help others, not in terms of like, where did we come from? Or in terms of like what you should be putting your effort towards. Like we're all here to help each other. We're all here to educate each other. We're all here to move each other forward, not push each other back. That's where I feel like a community should be community driven, not individualized driven, like on the needs of the many, not the needs of the few. You know, and that's where I feel like a lot of community gets lost. It's, it's it's about the whole. It's about everybody getting through, not just you know the top of the top making it by. And in in in, in today's society, we're seeing a little bit more and more. I mean, you have community colleges, you have community events, and you have community outreach programs. You have people that want to bring the community together so that more people can be engaged with each other and then it's right. less individual. Yeah. I mean, that's really at the end what it comes down to, which I feel like we're kind of falling away from is the coming together, like the just knowing your neighbor, talking to a stranger. Like I was talking about this today with, uh, with Zach is that just like it, back in the day, everybody was your parent. Like when you were out acting yeah, wild in the neighborhood, a little, a little bit here and there. Yeah. Everybody was your parent. Everybody was about to put the fear of God in you if you were acting a fool and you knew you shouldn't be acting that way. You know what I mean? And nowadays, Depending, like, yeah. you're going to get sued. You can't you talk to me like that. Kid. Yeah, don't tell my Bobby what to do. Yeah. It's like, he's because like stopping on that kid's face. I think I can say something to him. Like, right. right. I mean, especially if you're not going to, I guess right. somebody needs to, right? See, nowadays you have all these parents that want to have the full control of how they parent their children. That when anyone says one thing that goes against how they feel as a parent, they feel like it's the whole world against them. Right. I did something wrong. It's pride. And it's like, I can get that. And it is like, if you, that kid's fucked up, the eyes go on you, not your neighbor. But at the end of the day, like if you know, something is just generally morally wrong, 
I feel they should, should do okay. something about that. Yeah, it should be able to call call them out and like. But it's that, probably all like, about how you go about it too, right? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's true. And we all had those crotchety old ladies. Ah, you get out of here, you little da da da. You can't do that. Right. You just but then do you got fear. the people that will. But yeah, yeah. Don't don't fear me to death. Right. Explain it to me. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. You can't just tell me not to do something because it is wrong. Explain it right. to me. I feel like that was, the was go- that was the go-to when we were growing up from uh, from uh, from authoritative figures was just like you should understand why this why this is wrong. It's like how am I supposed to understand if you don't explain it to me? It's common sometimes, sense. Sometimes, be fair though. Like at least myself, <laughs> I did stuff that I knew was wrong. Like, oh yeah, I, I knew when I got caught before they said anything that I should be doing what I was doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, give give or take. I mean, I feel like we all have those moments where it's like I probably shouldn't be doing this, but right, but I'm young Leroy! <laughs> right? It looks like fun, you know what I mean? Like, that's where it is that sense of community. Because just as much as I want to get on other people for stepping out of line in the community, at some point that was me. You know what I mean? At some point. I was causing trouble and pushing my boundaries and stuff like that. And maybe so that's part like, of the community, right? Yeah, part exactly. I mean, I feel I've changed like positions. <laughs> so, uh, with, uh, like a community being, excuse me, a community being a community, there's got to be those expectations that kids are kids and kids are going to find trouble. So, as long as you have things in place that, like, if the kid finds trouble and like causes a bunch of people harm, then that kid should have to pay for that. So, and in terms of like a punishment, like a community service, something that, oh, you harmed the community. So now you're going to help the community. Reparations, right? Right. Teaches them the repercussions of the decisions that they make. Your actions have reactions and causes, right? Absolutely. And especially in a community when it's a smaller group of people. So like, think about all the different communities that they have out there. You have communal apartment buildings, you have communal condominium associations, communal homeowner associations, just trailer parks, online um, communities, campgrounds, like tons of online communities, online too. communities. If we want to yeah. take it to a whole different route. And, and you can expand community too. Like your community is your county, it's your neighborhood. Like it's as big as you want to make it. You know what I mean? It like it's just, it's pretty much the strangers that surround you the closest. <laughs> That's right. community. The strangers that <laughs> you want to talk to. Yeah. Which is the, shop, the, the cash, re, the cashier, reg, the cashier register, the, the register, the, the cashier at the, sh- at the uh, grocery store. That's what I tried. Right. To, that's what I was trying to say. That's where I, I felt it's like picking back up since like COVID. Cause I feel like people needed that, like to socialize again, but to like the ability to just talk with strangers, the ability to like have a conversation with the random person you run into on the path or the random person that you just see outside, just striking up a conversation. It's like people got so standoffish about that. And it's like, why are you talking to me? They did a little, they did a little, what are you trying to do? Especially because of that six feet rule, six feet, six feet away. You got to stay six feet away from me. 
Well, I'm saying before COVID, people started to get like this. The only reason I think COVID had any effect is because people got so desocialized. Oh, absolutely. Like, they craved that need for community. They craved that need to be among like other people. And it's Better like than natural rebellious behavior. Don't you yeah, tell me I can't that or they just they got, somebody. Right. they got Stockholm syndrome <laughs> from out being strangers. in their home the entire time. <laughs> I'll show you. Here we are. The 70s are back, baby. Right, right. Free love. 70s and 60s. Uh, no masks, no a- ass. <laughs> Haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> No mask, no ass. Quick original. I'm gonna put that bumper sticker on my car. No mask, no ass. It's your Tinder tagline. Yeah, no mask, no ass. I'm gonna tell Nobody Blake. I'm, the, I'm gonna tell Blake that we should put that. That we need to put those on our so on our um social dating websites. Like no mask, yeah. no ass. <laughs> Just to clarify, being safe. Uh, It's funny because like a lot of those social dating websites and stuff, they can, you can like select if you're vaccinated or not. So you can just kind of get that out of the way. Right. You can do that. You could do like black lives matter tags. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of different. And I think it's hilarious when I watch yourself, I'll come across some of those profiles that it's like, if you're vaccinated, don't even talk to me. Or if you're not vaccinated, don't even talk to me. Or if you don't support BLM, don't talk to me. It's like, why are you on a website asking for people to talk to you? And then you're telling us all of, all these reasons not to talk to you. Like, what's right. going on here? Everybody's polarized, man. Everybody's got a side to pick these days. Apparently, in which I guess girls have it different than guys do with date with social dating websites. Like guys have guys have hits. <laughs> And then girls literally have like hundreds of hits a day, like right. just all different random guys in the area. Like, Hey, hi, Hey, how's it going? How's your day? Blah, 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 blah. Like it was basically, it, 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 it was shown to me. So I guess if you're a girl that you only want to talk to like a person that's vaccinated and you keep getting hit by these people that if you keep getting messaged by these people that are not vaccinated, like it's going to, turn you off a little bit it's going to deter you a little bit so of course so i i get it from their standpoint i just think it's funny that they put an emphasis on it it's like the very first thing in bold on their profile well that's like that's what comes like i think the degeneration of our society right now is like it's always been polarized people have always never like never people agree like that's just one thing that we do we don't agree (laughs) but they didn't used to separate us so much we could like disagree with each other, but still be best friends, still go to a game together, right. still have a conversation, still talk. But now it's like your views define you and you're not allowed to socialize or hang out with the ways people will like ostracize you and people will like, like not talk to you anymore because the people that you hang out with. And it's like, then you create these houses of mirrors where all they have is their same ideas, just mm-hmm. bouncing off and just going off. And you, we need that counter argument even for people you do. who like you you need people who think different than you and that's because the of you, strangers you need that challenge per se right you need you you can't just you you, you shouldn't be living life with someone that's just uh-huh 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 yes, to everything right, yeah. yes man and you can't like you all just know it all uh-huh 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 right like, you have to have some level of disagreement because that's how you grow is by acknowledging that there's a piece that you could be, that you could 
learn more about. Right. Like that's yeah, exactly. That's how you strengthen it. That's what we've been doing for centuries where we've been having these great debates where they sit down in a hall and everybody just converses about like, what is what? That's you the trick. I mean? That's what's missing nowadays is people still have opinions, but they don't know how to talk to each other. Right. They, they don't want to talk to each other. They don't they want will to go yeah. online. They will post their opinions on these online forums, people that they've never interacted with face to face. And they just gobble it up when they get the support that they want. That's where it's, I, I don't know, even myself, I feel like I know how to talk to people, but when, then when I do, like, it just, it falls flat on its face. Like there's this new way of talking. Like there's this new way of there, like, it kind of seems correct. like there is, but then yeah. it's not hard to just have an organic conversation. Like I talk to the shopkeeps at the gas stations and the grocery stores and the supermarkets. Like I talk to a lot of people. I don't, the, the, not that I talk to everyone. I know I see the people that if they don't want to be bothered and they, their heads are down, they don't want to be bothered. I'm not going to go bother them because I don't want to unearth something that shouldn't be unearthed. But if you're, in, if you're social and if your eyes are up and you're like, you're like looking for someone to talk to, like, sure. Hi, how are you? That, that's where I think retail killed that for me a little bit though. Cause it's like, I appreciate and love that I had that job in retail during COVID and was able to socialize like that. And it was definitely a lot of people didn't get that opportunity, but having that same conversation, the same dialogue, the same lines, it's really thrown in your face how we say the same thing to oh, everybody every absolutely. single day. It's these regurgitated basic conversations that that's just how we communicate. That's how we like interact. And if you Our try to deviate, yeah, like if you, you people have to, find you it You have to look weird. at it as like levels of a conversation and your first level, which is just like news and weather. Like when I go and I, I deliver pizza to a lot of these people in the area and just, Hey, how you doing? Did you, did you, did you get outside and enjoy some, some of the sun earlier? Oh, all right. Absolutely. How are the dogs? All right. Here's some treats. Average guy have a good one. Like you just keep it at that first, keep it at that first level. That's all they want. I'm not going to push it. I know. And if they don't want to push it, then it is what it is. Well, I've and seen then an there's experiment some with that, people though. that you get you occasionally evolve the conversation like more people a lot of these people that i see quite often i'm starting to move the conversation a little bit more like asking them about like what they do for a living like how long they've been in the area what they like what they don't like what they want to see different just trying to be that communal voice that they can talk to and that will listen I've seen an experiment with that same thing, though, where it's it's not even your responses only. It's the other person, what they expect you to say. So even if you do say something different, they won't even catch it. When I worked at Journeys in Granville, the the person I was working with said, hey, how's it going? They said, good. You? They said, well, you know, I think my hair started on fire earlier, but whatever. And they're like, well, that's nice. And just kind of like played it. They didn't even hear it. They didn't even catch it. And that's where right. I caught myself. Like what you were saying, Craig, is... I catch myself and I irritate myself that I'm in the same like repeated pattern of 
Oh, hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah, you, me. Yeah, you too. Yep. Cool. How about this I weather? Noted, oh, this, this, I that. noticed so, that I'll yeah. do that a lot on some of the phone calls that I'll make for my full time for my full time job. That like I'll just like 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 how's your day going? I'm doing I'm doing well. And then hey, I, absolutely, I'm doing great myself. They didn't ask me. I'm just telling them. But it's like <laughs> I, it's already pre grant pre or pre or you could almost already pre, it. pre, It's already pre programmed right. that I'm expecting them to ask me how my day. Is. So I'm just going to tell them like it's just right. pre-programmed. But I have noticed on a couple times that it kind of throws the conversation a little bit because they realize that I didn't respond to anything that they just said. <laughs> and here I am calling them, asking them for information that they have to give to me if they want the money that I want to give them. Right. That's where it's like I've been in a position of freedom now to where I got so tired of that that it is, and I'm in a place where I work at a dispensary where I can have those little more outlandish conversations with people mm-hmm. and people tend to already kind of use us like therapist anyway and overshare. So like I did start breaking away and asking more deeper and weirder questions and getting to know people just by like asking different stuff, a little bit more like, you know, I'm not going to ask you like weird stuff, but like I got right, to know but like some interesting stuff, stuff pertaining to the conversation that you just had. Like if you're talking about like vegetables, like what's your favorite vegetable or what kind of veg- do you grow vegetables? Like just moving the conversation forward. Yeah, yeah. Asking a little bit deeper. Exactly. Where if they tell me, oh, my day's been a little bit rough and I'm like, oh, why is that? Oh, work. What do you do? Da, 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 da. And it goes mm-hmm. in deeper and deeper and deeper. And it can start there and evolve into something. So like that's made it a little bit better, but we, I don't know. Like it was so much easier when I didn't care as much because when I cared, I felt like I had to be this perfect customer service, like robot. And it's like, it didn't feel good because you because you are the experience. Like these people come in and what, however you decide to interact with them is the experience that they get to have that they get to talk about with their friends and their family. So that's your one shot to make the best experience possible because if it's not a very good experience, they're going to talk about a bad experience with their friends and family, and then it's going to grow. And that's where it's like, I didn't want to be that one weird experience, but to be honest, I feel like when I didn't give a crap, people loved me so much more. <laughs> like just people, I mean, I think, it was real, right? I think yeah. people, people can respect like genuine curiosity. Yeah. You're being candid with them. People appreciate and, and, that. It makes them feel even especially that much more if important. If it does get a little awkward, if you just, just acknowledge, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean for it to like, just acknowledge that it got awkward. That's sometimes all they need. <laughs> Usually, if it's awkward, it's coming from the customer side. Like, for whatever reason, dude, people tell us everything. I can believe it. Everything. I mean, I, I don't treat my dispensary bud tender as a therapist. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I haven't been, I mean, to, disp- I I haven't, that I haven't been to a dispensary in probably over two months. Yeah. Selling shoes I mean, you did too? I yeah. mean, when you have, when you have people just when, come in to talk. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of their day. Some people, some people like that's their routine. You're you're part of their social routine for the day. They're gonna go get Absolutely. their coffee. They're gonna go talk to you. They're gonna go to the grocery store, and like even during COVID, we had some regulars who like couldn't break it. Like every like instead of buying like extra and being home for you know a week, 
they would still come to us every single because day. Because they want that interaction. Right. They need that communal interaction. And they know that, like, that if they come in the store that you can't just run out. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> dude, right. It, dude, some people know that. Like, that's... <laughs> Yeah, you nailed that. We have a couple people at the at the pizzeria as well that I'm that they are well aware that they are quote unquote our more difficult people that we don't want to deal with, but we're a business and we're not going to say no. And and we joke about it. They joked about it in front of the guy the other day, and I about <laughs> lost I about lost it because like he 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 opens up the door, and then my manager is like, "Oh, I gotta go take," and then my other my other guy's <laughs> like, "Oh, I think I hear something," and I'm just like, "Someone will be right with you," <laughs> and he just starts laughing because that's like, I guess that's what they do every now and then. That's as much as you want to like disassociate yourself from society like you need it like and that's one thing i think we forget when we spend that time away from it like even for myself like when i first moved out here like i took some time to myself and literally didn't do nothing and just stayed inside and like kind of did my own thing for a little bit too long and like it's safe but you need people like we need just like a bees need a hive, you know what I mean? Just like ants need their colony. Like you need strangers. You need that interaction. You need that different experience process, growth, right? Yeah. Human is meant to live with genuine human interaction, right? Like we even I've said it before, like you can choose to be a hermit. You can choose not to interact, but not everyone is making that choice. Yeah, and everybody always usually comes back. I don't feel like there's a lot of people. And generally, are... yeah, like people that go through like a period of isolation to themselves, when they get that first interaction, they're excited because they haven't had it in a very long time. Makes you appreciate it more. You know what I mean? Well, you it's like so... it kind of kind of plays into that TV show, Last Man on Earth. Yeah. So the idea of being the last person on earth. And you can do literally anything that you want and you have fun, but then it starts to sink in like the loneliness. It gets born quick, right? Like I'm the only one here. No one else is here experiencing and appreciating the stuff like I, I, like I am. And then he sees the evidence that he's not the only person left. It happens to be the other sex. So he gets right. really, really excited. Like, I haven't seen or experienced this for a very, 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 very long time. I thought I was the only person left alive. And then even on that show, slowly more people you find out are still alive. They slowly join and become their own community. You have the intercommunal friction back and forth between some of the characters. Some people leave the community, they come back, they move and they start their own communities. You find out there's other people that are still alive. Like there's a whole, a whole aspect to it, but it just really brought the idea. And especially around the time that that show came out, like just the idea of like a massive outbreak that could destroy the entire population. But you can get that need to share. That was even, prior to COVID that that show came out. Right. 
yeah, I guess there's been a lot of stories made somewhat to that aspect. Um, but you, you can feel that kind of same need to share with stuff that you do every day. Like, like an event that you do is so much more fun when you have someone to share it with, when you have a friend to share it with someone mm-hmm. to experience it with, who can validate it to you. Or who can well, someone why, to tell about it. Right. That's right, why the social right. media websites like Instagram live, Facebook live, Snapchat. Like I just did some, or even just as I'm doing something like here, let me record and show all my friends what I am currently seeing so that they can see it too. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, that's in essence what we're doing right now is we're building a community like the people or, or who let me watch just, our channel and talk together and converse based off of what we do. That's a community like that's what we're trying to develop, like not a business per se, not money per se. Our goal is community. Our goal is to put some encourage good encourage people to think exactly encourage people to think different, encourage people to think and ask questions like a community like that. Like I heard a good quote that relates to all this the other day is that people think by talking. You need to talk to actually get your thoughts out there. Right. Talking is a way of getting your thoughts out in the open. Otherwise they're just thoughts. Even saying stuff out loud. It's weird how like you can be having a conversation with somebody and it's your, your words. It's something that they ask you or they say something and you spill it out of your head and you're like, wow, I've never thought about it like that. Oh, I, I never put I, it. I do that quite often like that. And it's because like, I'll have thoughts that'll just circle and circle and circle all day. And then when I finally like try to put them into physical words and say them, it just doesn't make as much sense as it made circling in my, in my head all day. Right. You look at it from a different angle in a, in a more realistic mm-hmm. view, not in this. Exactly. It's the same thing we were saying before with these people who get, you know, so on one side or the other and can't talk. It's that house of mirrors, but with yourself, you get caught in this house of mirrors of yourself where that idea is just, the snowballing inside your brain and it's never wrong because why would your idea be wrong why would you tell yourself it's wrong the internal one-way mirror you know it's like it's fun to be afraid or something or afraid fun to be anxious because like we do it to ourselves constantly (laughs) and everyone has anxiety because we all have nerves and we all get anxious about something right like whether it's Oh, I don't want to go to work or, Oh, I can't wait for work to be over anything in between. Oh, I can't wait to go home. Oh, I can't wait to go home. Right. Well, even in to go in, like I used to be someone who like, I don't know. I kind of went through this phase in my whole life of retail. I went from someone who was like a little bit antisocial in my own little bubble, got popped out of it for retail to work at journeys and stuff like that. Cause Kev brought me along And then now I'm, I love the social. I love that aspect for a long time. And now I'm like, uh, like, I don't want to talk to people. (laughs) Everything is good in moderation. I think it's because, because you've done it for so long that you just want to take a break from doing it. And because you still do it to this day, like the dispensary job that you have is still a level of retail. You still have to engage face to face with people. I want to pick my conversations. I don't want to, like, like you said, people will trap you. People know that they can just talk at you and they know you're getting paid for it. So people would Mm -hmm. like, that's, that sucks. I see (laughs) that carry over into my, my regular life though, where sometimes I get trapped in conversations and it's hard for me to break away Mm -hmm. because it's, it's my retail mindset. I can't break away. It's rude. 
What right. am I selling this person? I think, that, I think that's road. more my problem is that I give people the time of day because I don't want to be rude to them, but then you give them an inch and they will take a mile. And, and then they're being rude I, to you. Cricks exactly, when you made me realize that. It's like, it's like you, you, you started this junk, you started this venture, like, Oh, I'll give you 40 seconds. Here we are 30 minutes later. It's right. like, okay, okay. Okay, man. I have got to go. I have my children. I have got to pick them up from daycare. My wife is probably really pissed at me because I didn't pick her up from the hospital. Grandma is probably trying to walk home because I wasn't able to pick her up from the nurse. You delayed me 30 minutes and you have my life. <laughs> well, and most people aren't going to think you, they're not going to think you're rude. Like from what I've the most people that, cause I've had to do that with retail. I have to wrap it up. I have customers in the lobby. We're going to keep this mm-hmm. going for the most part. People understand. And if they don't understand it's because they're trying to unload on you, yes. you know what I mean? So it's like, if you can't be understanding that, that my time is not your time, then that's selfish, you know what Exactly. I mean? like, and a business is a business, but I don't pay my employees to have a conversation with someone all day. I pay my employees to provide the community with the medicine that they need. Right. Well, some people will be like, Oh yeah, it looks like you have a line out there, but anyway, so like, what's going <laughs> yeah, on? It's I, like, I love, I love, I, I've been in that line and seen that. And that's where like, I'll look behind me and I'll look at like, anyone going to say something? No, <laughs> no one's going to say anything. <laughs> cool. This is what we're doing. Dude. Yeah. And it's, it's, they just latch on and they keep going. And it's, and if you aren't, if you don't put your foot down, you'll be there for an hour and you're going to piss everybody else off and they're going to be mad at yep. you because you didn't keep it going along. So it's like, you have to kind of take that in your hands and just my time is valuable as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I think there's a, there's a balance to community and isolation. Like the beauty of isolation is finding that like, you can be happy on your own. You can be your own best friend. You can learn to love yourself. There's a lot of mm-hmm. good things that come from that isolation. Just being happy. Cause there's a lot of people who need other people to be happy. They're oh, never happy on their own, but there is like also an ability to be happy with strangers and just have a good time with whoever you're with and whatever company right. you're in. You know what I mean? So it's, it's that balance in between. What is a uh, one thing that you guys wish you could change about your, your local community? Even if it's just a small thing. Get rid of the rats. Yeah. Like human rats or like rat rats? Rat rats. Okay. But the thing is like, because there's so many people and there's so many animals and there's so much of a conglomerate that there's no real way to get rid of all the rats. Yeah. So that'd be my thing. Like the community, the community is great. The area is awesome. They do a really good job cleaning up everything. In fact, if we don't cut our grass for like a week and a half straight, they give you a citation on your door. Then your grass is too long. Interesting. I go weeks without mowing my grass sometimes. <laughs> Must be Can't nice not mowing my grass. Road. It is. And it's crazy because like growing up, like we lived on a main road too, but my dad never got citations for not cutting the grass. And there, would be, there were times that like he just got lazy and didn't cut the grass for like a month. It's also based on where you live, city ordinances and stuff. Also true. Yeah. 
My buddy and espe- just bought a house which- and they don't have any mow your grass thing. You can let it go however you want. His neighbor's grass is like this tall. Jesus. See, I don't know how you can let that go. Well, and it's like, I get what you're saying. Like for, for you, that makes sense. It's part of the community that's helped cut down with rats. So it's just a big problem. But I at least, I get the other side too. Cause it's like, I bought, I own this house. Don't tell me what to do with it. Like, you don't pay the bills here. Don't tell me when I have to cut my damn grass. Maybe my tall my grass is part of my landscape. <laughs> right. Maybe that's, that's what, what I was I saying. Love, I was like, know? have you have you not seen some of the beautiful landscape that like tall grass can create? Yeah. But I guess you look at it from <laughs> other standpoints and stuff can hide in the grass like rodents. Right. Exactly. There's a reason. Yeah. And that's where I feel like the older you get is you understand more of those rules, just like as like a teenager, there's so much stuff that we did because we didn't fully understand there like the repercussions of our actions in the community. Mm-hmm. And even that now it's like the older you get and owning a house and having these more, like you're more of a predominant Experience figure person. in the community. Yeah. yeah. You learn like, from your experiences just to kind of, every day and, and just kind of using this as, as an example, like I have a light down the road from me. That is a four. That's a um, no turn on red. And there are so many instances that I'm at that light that I'm just like, why the hell can't I turn on red? Like there's no one there. Like, why can't I just turn on red? Like there, it sh- there should be times on this, but then because I in doing my delivery driving, I see accidents at that intersection every now and then. So I think to myself, if all, there's already accidents and it's a don't, it's a you can't turn on red already, they take away that turn on red. There's just going to be five times as many accidents. Right. Right. Like it takes efforts to put rules in place. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times there's a reason for why they did it. And we're just like, well, that's a disadvantage to me right now. And I'm just going to yeah, literally know, do this thing. And it's like, I thought about like pulling into like drives to like cut through like parking lots and stuff, which I know that's illegal. But back when I was trimming weed and the caregiver that I was trimming the weed for, like he didn't care. <laughs> he would drive through, he would almost hit people. He didn't care. That's where I remember going to school and there was one spot, like a really bad intersection. They said, Oh yeah, no, you got to have at least two people die before they'll put a light up there. <laughs> so there, wow. you can value lives then at that wow. point right 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 i got that my, I, my life Man. got that light made <laughs> there, the, little timmy died like 12 years ago yeah but he's the Statute only one he's, yeah. worn off. he's the only one as soon as we get two then we get the light and his falls off in a year <laughs> yeah right his falls off in two. <laughs> it doesn't count anymore yeah. it's gotta be two within x amount of years yep. so it's, it's been a year it's like and one insurance. month <laughs> looks like it restarts <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it is a little messed up that some communities kind of do have like restrictions that like only x amount of people can live in this community so we're full until someone dies. Right. And we got one open. Right. right. And then you've got everybody fighting for that one spot. Exactly. And that's Create what it's demand. like. Like, think about like the demand in like private schools where you have to like put your money for the spot. Yeah. That's where I think it goes into like who's making the decisions for that. Because like 
limiting the number, if it was done mathematically and you actually paid attention and it wasn't for segregation or anything else like that, and you put a limit to a community because you knew traffic wise and accident wise, this makes the mm-hmm. most sense food wise, everything else, this makes the sense for this area. That makes sense. But if it's not, and it's because someone wants only just him and all of his buddies in over here and like, they want to kind of like seclude this place to themselves and make bigger homes. Mm-hmm. That's more sketch. So it's just who's at the head of the community. If it's a little bit, even though buddy could just want to do that in their retirement. Yeah. They just want to have a place to themselves, a place away from authority that they can just not kill people. Move out to the Hodunk nowhere. There's still many places in America where you can just go live. There are nowhere. I heard the UP's population is declining. There's really? a lot of land up there. Yeah. There is quite a lot of land decline? up there. I didn't think there was much up there. <laughs> For, right? It's declining because not a lot of people are moving there to life. grow it. Yeah. That's where it's beautiful. Like that's one of my favorite parts oh, about is. that though, is you can go for 10 plus miles and see nobody. See, you see no houses, can. no nothing. You better hope you have gas. Like, right. yeah. you know, see like it wouldn't be bad to like have a cottage up in the UP but then still live in the lower peninsula. I like, do like, go like Florida, anyway. Florida home. Yeah. Like I come down there for like a couple months in the summer or whatever like that, but right. Like go yeah. visit, get out of the city, get away from the hustle and bustle. Then come back. That's where I want that for like creating. Like it'd be nice to have just some place to just go away for a few months, create for a while and then come back and work my ass off and be the cog that I have to be. And then mm-hmm. go away for a few months, create for a while, no distractions, fit, wake up every day, do whatever I want to do. Cause it's like that rigidity of the structure that we have to live in a community because you have so much stuff that you have to pay for and this and that keep up with. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't look focus at, on your individualized needs. We look at our citizenship as a community that we, that we have to uphold this status quo right right you can't just go walk outside naked you know what i mean you have to pay your taxes not in this country no not in this country but you can in italy yeah but there's campgrounds you can do that there's beaches you can do that like you know and we're getting that you can now walk shirtless i think it's all of colorado if you're a female which i mean they should just be allowed to anyway if guys can think new york is the same way which is 2021 man yeah dude if i can walk without my shirt on like yeah i guess that's how i feel with like shave my armpits sense. too like if a girl i would never ask a girl to shave her armpits because i don't shave my armpits like i don't do it why do i expect you to i don't right. i can wear my shirt what am i why doing do looking your armpit right exactly <laughs> like it's just, it's just it's just got that little saltiness that you just can't achieve right. anywhere else all right, all right. let's say it locks in the pheromones you know that's how you find the true one <laughs> it's a true aphrodisiac yeah yeah Get them unique personalized perfumes. You feel, you feel like you're tripping on DMT. Right. Yeah, you're just huffing it, like trying to get high. Just like, yes. oh, you smell so good. <laughs> Primal instinct just kicks in. Right. You just go all caveman, just turn. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, just like that episode of South Park. Right. Oh, Tom. Drag him to the cave. Oh, <laughs> Tom. Start drawing boobs. Right. <laughs> oh, we want to forget about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's oh, where it's man. like that just goes where it goes to be like treating equal to community. It's like 
how, how am I going to expect you to live by a rule that I don't expect of myself? Cause I already hate all the rules that I have to follow. So it's like, I don't know, to get more rules added on to you because something that you didn't choose. Right. Like you started adding sense. rules and how many of these rules are you already being a hypocrite on? Right. Who made these rules? Who I feel like that's kind of what rules? it gets to like, because like as a kid, we hated following rules, but then mm-hmm. as an adult, you try to set your own rules. So then you start realizing you're like, man, kid me would hate me for doing stuff like this. <laughs> right. But I think it's like you said, it's set your own rules because there are a lot of rules. And that you don't set make your sense. own rules out of an appreciation for what you set the rules for. Right. Like you set a rule that you are going to clean. You set a rule that you're going to clean your art supplies after every use. As a kid, you probably hated cleaning up after using your I art still supplies. Hate that. That's my least favorite right. part. I'm sure. But if you don't, your crap is going to break you and your crap is going to dry yeah. out and it's going to ruin and you're uh-huh. going to have to replace it. So either you keep shelling out the money for the new art supplies or you just take care of the ones that you got. And that's where I think being an adult, like that goes hand in hand because now it's not mom and dad who are paying for the new art supplies. It's you. So like, you have to come out of your mm-hmm. pocket. Whatever you screw up comes out of your pocket. But even like, back when it was mom and dad, like it should have been instilled into you. Like we're not here to waste money. Like I'm not just yeah, going to continue. Was, uh, I'm not going to continue to buy you a football and a ba- and a basketball. If you're going to continue to puncture holes in them. That's right here. Well, that sucks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> my dad got my dad got good at that too. Oh, I find myself saying, well, did you bring Better your wallet? Some tape. <laughs> See, I like, yeah. I wish, I wish my, my parents instilled like monetary value in me earlier on, like taught me more about like saving and using money, like as opposed to, I guess, like I, I didn't have much of like an allowance. Same. Like that's the thing same is too. So it's like what I, I kind of felt the same way about my parents, but then I realized like their parents didn't do the same for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like they, they didn't just have a taught grasp. you what they knew. Right. They yep. did their best with and what they had to try to figure out finances. are going to teach our parents. We're going to teach our kids what we know. And our parents. We <laughs> have learned from our parents. We've also learned from other people. Right. And informed ourselves. But because yeah, more like, people have been open about parenting. That's Before right. it was just kind of a mind your own business, but now it's at that point where it's like, no, your kid's acting up and he's shoplifting. Right. Someone can say something about that. And that's where I think that image of money comes from is like our family growing up. You know what I mean? Like that's where, like, that's where that's a really important thing to handle with your kids because it's, that's where shoplifter comes from. That's where all that comes from. Mm-hmm. If you don't teach them the value of money. And then when you steal, that's still money coming from somebody else. And there's always a cost. There's a cost to every single thing that you do. You know what I mean? And it's just being aware that there's always a cost. Like mm-hmm. nothing's free. It's my grandpa used to tell me all the time. Nothing is free. Yeah. And I, I'd always try to argue with him. I'd be like, well, what about this? And he's like, exactly. well, if you yeah, go exactly. back to this and this and this, then somebody paid for that. What about this? (laughs) See, and we just need to teach our kids to associate like something with receiving money. Like you don't just receive money to receive money. You receive money for work that you did for something that you provided. Well, my kids do. They feed the dog, pick up the dog poop, take care of laundry, help with the dishes. That's good. Nothing in, nothing in life is free. That's, that's a, good. All I That's grew up. good. 
I do know. I know that. some people Nothing that they just career. how does it feel to want free money to their children? They don't want well, their they don't want their kids to cry. Yep. It, that's an issue that we run into. Like that's a part of our community is that's like the homeless population. They're someone who sits there and asks for money. They do ask mm-hmm. to just give them money. And some people are hard up. There's a lot of like um, mental disabilities that plague like the homeless community. Cause where it's a lot of them sadly get pushed to, but there mm-hmm. are some people like who it's either drugs or different things like that. And it's like, and you know, they sit and ask for money. And like, that's a hard debate I have with myself. Like sometimes I give money. Sometimes I don't like, you know, at least I'm going to say something. I'm never going to treat someone like less, you know, cause like it's our community caused that like, no matter what their decisions are that they made, we've made it an opportunity in life to end up like that. Mm-hmm. We have set up our society so that that's a possible way to live. That's our fault too. So it's like, we have to handle that as a community, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just by giving them money, you know, I've thought about giving well, them pop bottles and cans. At least they're working for the money then kind of, Right. Or there's hygiene bags you can do too, where it's just like a toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant. There's a a lot of like homeless shelters, places that you can like donate articles to. Right. Yeah. There's tons of ways to go around it instead of just giving them money. That's honestly the one thing that you probably don't want to do money for. Every now and then there's, if I'm on eight mile, I will give the homeless people money, but I don't give the homeless people in like this like area up here because generally seven out of ten times they're wearing really nice clothes so that's yeah. kind of an indication it's like okay you're just looking for a handout right panhandling there's a lot of cases that where people are just panhandling because it's very lucrative. Le- there are some that are legitimate like i i remember when i was li- when i was living over in west bloomfield there was a um there was an old um army veteran that like he had it he had like the whole deal written on his cardboard um sign and uh one of my friends actually like uh sat down and like talked to him for like an hour or so and like talked about his experiences nice that's what i've heard from a lot of people too is like that's the best they just want to feel acknowledged they don't want to feel like they're just discarded pieces of society like they don't need one and they just want to still feel like people acknowledge them like i heard like a good thing to say is just like Mm -hmm. Hey, hang in there. You got this, you know, just like people to encourage them when they're in the down lowest part of their life and people are walking by, not even making eye contact with them, you know what just I mean? Just ignoring like, them because they're right. just, Oh, another beggar. Right. And it's like, you're still, that's still part of the community. Just like, you know what I mean? It goes back to our parents, even though our parents tried their best, you know what I mean? We lucked out with at least the work ethic and stuff that we have to keep ourselves financially stable in the situations that we are, you know what I mean? Like their situations were different and it's like for the, for the flip of the coin, we could be them. So it's like, why treat them like any less? That's why every now and like every now and then I will give, I'll give them a little bit of change. I don't, I don't like empty out my change drawer, but just a little bit of change here and there. Like just, keep a nice thing moving forward. Right. Have conversations, keep, you know, Mm -hmm. and I do have some friends that like, they donate a lot of like, she lives alone. So she, when she makes a lot of food and she doesn't eat as much of it herself. So she'll take like her leftovers and she'll take it to like a local homeless shelter. That's a good move. I've wanted to do something like that, but I didn't know where to take it. Cause I feel like people would be like, 
weirded out about people giving you free food. A homeless shelter ain't going to say anything. That'd be the move because I'm a, I'm a decent cook and I enjoy cooking, but I hate mm-hmm. cooking for myself. Oh yeah. And so, and, and you know so is mean? she, I mean, she makes us food all the time. Nice. It is pretty cool. That's a huge communal thing. Like, like that's just like, there's like food is like eating is a whole communal event. You know what I mean? That's where all of our, a lot of our cultures revolve around is there's all this different etiquette to how you eat your food. Mm-hmm. Because it's communal into how you make it, the energy that's put in into it, though everybody's everybody puts in work in some way to get this feast going together. And it's like it's not something like I'm not cooking a three, four course meal to sit down and eat alone. It's just not happening. You know? Like, but to do that for my family, for you guys, I'd love it. It'd be fun. Absolutely. Like it'd be enjoyable. It's different. Absolutely. And that's that I think that's why we really like hosting and we just like entertaining. Just having events that we can have like our friends come over, like bring a potluck dish to pass. Like those are the events that we have a lot of fun doing. Right. We've done that more this summer than I think we've ever done. Like with any place with the new house. You guys have, you guys have, yeah, Yeah, we've had people over quite a few weekends. Nice. And you guys have a giant house. So, I mean, why not? not Just a big yard, (laughs) whatever you don't get, you don't give your house enough credit. It's good size. You got a nice house, man. <laughs> it's about just a just a hair smaller than the house that you that you just had, or a, um, about a about a hair smaller than Greg's house. Yeah, probably a little bit smaller than Greg's house. Yeah, it'll so be I mean, smaller when the boys want separate rooms and we don't have two separate rooms for them to go into. <laughs> Kevin's gonna lose part of his basement. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen to that. That's what's gonna happen to that. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely something that you have to take into account when you have multiple children that Mm -hmm. the children are not just going to have a room with each other, their entire childhood. Eventually they're, they're, they're going to come to a point where they want their own space. Oh yeah. My brother were too. We had bunk beds for the longest time. My little brother brother were the same way. I finally moved into the spare bedroom which wasn't a spare bedroom at the time, but we had to like clean stuff out and like made it my own bedroom. It's for my mind. It was a toy room. It was mm-hmm. like our, our toy room. Just yep. a mess. I think <laughs> ours was just like an auxiliary room, just like an extra room. But my parents even said like, that was the plan. Like when they, when they were drawing the plans for the house, like that was the plan was we were going to grow like me and Michael, we're going to grow up in the room upstairs with ourselves. And then when, when I got old enough that I wanted my own space, Michael was going to get all of that room to himself. I was going to have the new, whatever room I went to all to myself. And I would be the first one moving out. So Michael would be then moving from that room down to my room. And then that room would be the extra that my mom now occupies the entire time that she's at the house. You just described an assembly line for children. Right. Right. <laughs> That's literally what it is. That was like, a, if that was you don't have strategy. those things in, pl- if you don't have those thoughts when you're thinking about the house and stuff, it's just going to be that much more rough of a conversation to have when the time comes, or right. you're going to have to build an extra room. That's what I've already planned. I thought of additions. This house really isn't that big, but it's got enough space to build additions but there you go one i can pay regular prices for lumber then it'll be more of an option uh, yeah yeah in the yeah. meantime mm-hmm. i can suck it up 
I mean, they're Watch just out for the ceiling fan. They're little kids yeah. right now. I mean, they still got a few years. Like I don't think your oldest, split up until your like oldest is eight, seven. turning not about to turn eight. turning eight in March. Seven, so yeah, seven turning like eight. Years. Like he probably won't really start rebelling until he gets at least 11, 12. So you got another three, four, maybe five if you're lucky. Knock on wood. That or your youngest is going to force his way out. That's what's going to happen. I see that happening more than I anything. Do. I see that happening more than anything as well. He's going to say, I don't want to share my space with Big Bro anymore. He's a would monster. You, knowing your neighborhood, would you be comfortable like with the kids out there? And like, the, would you be comfortable with somebody calling out your kids for things that they didn't think were appropriate? Or would you rather them just send them back to you? feel like we're still pretty new here but i've never minded that like call them out but don't be don't be a don't jerk, be a about, jerk it. about it don't scream exactly. at them. yeah don't yeah. come yeah. screaming at exactly. my kids <laughs> i scream at my kids enough <laughs> right, right, right. To be the voice of reason here <laughs> right. don't like, show them that all adults you're are like the this. one that can scream at them everyone yeah. else is supposed you tell to me what they did and i'll scream. not yes. be the screamer <laughs> right Dude, that's like, what it was, dude. You want me to call your parents? That yes. Again, no. literally. <laughs> like when you're when you're over no. when you're over at like friends' houses and you're like acting up and you're like, you want me to call you? Uh, no, no, not. No. We're, no, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, you can no. play. Yep, yep. We're, we're see. That's where sometimes it, no fa- it no becomes a here. nuisance because I don't know. I get bad reports from daycare and. I probably blow it way out of context, but the way it was described to me is they were just the worst and you can't act like that. Then, then I get mad. I get upset and I don't know the whole story and they won't tell me the whole story. No, that brings up a really good point because that's, that's my, been my tactic for management. Like see it, say it. I don't want one of my co-managers to come tell me what someone else did wrong so that I have to have that conversation with them when all it's going to be is he said, she said back from him. If they're the ones who watch the actions and can go and say, Hey, I saw you do that. That's not how we do this. You know what I mean? Like then they can retort because they watched exactly what happened. There's no, there's no loss of translation. No, it's much better communicated. Like it's just, it's hard to, Exactly like you said, to when you don't know the whole fit situation, how to go and like coach somebody on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you don't know what happened. The problem you run into is that the person is only going to if if the person that is committing the action is the type of person that will not listen to equal level peers. But that should mean equal level peer. If you're the adult in the situation, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and I have and adults giving me a report, but the, but like I've worked at a couple places that like, if the person is older than you and you try to talk to them and they're just gonna, I'm older than you. I know more than you. So, okay. I'm going to go tell boss. And then boss comes over and they're like, I can't, talk to you the same way that I just talked to them because you're my employer when they're just my assistant supervisor per se, my lead. But pretending right. the situation, I would like to hear that you try to have a conversation with them first because that oh, makes yes. it even, that's more bullets in my gun when I go talk to them. 
be like, well, he tried to solve this with you. He tried to have that conversation. And he said that you just kind of ignored him. Like, why didn't you work that out with him? Like you're showing me more character by that. It's like, even if they don't respond to you, you made the attempt to try to handle it again, depending on what the situation is. You should make the attempt because that's how you would learn if they're going to listen or not. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's how they I'm are the that, bad guy. That you should not just assume that because the person's older than you, that they're not going to listen. You have to at least try. Right. I really need my journals back on the sidebar. There's something <laughs> in there about don't make my kids out to be the bad guys. Hear their side of the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I know you, them, right? Yeah. That, that's how you establish yourself in the hierarchy, too. When you stand up in situations, and be confident and stand your ground when you know you're right. And when you call people out, that gets you respect. As long as you're, you have backing for what you're doing, it shows that you're not afraid to stand up to somebody when they're, you know, stepping on you. Because some people, if you, if they step on you and you don't say anything, they're just going to walk all over you. You know, set the precedence. So like, okay, this is loud. I get yeah. it. Like, but if you're just like, no, like, dude, it's, it's literally like, it's like calling out a bully. Like the one, the moment you just do it and make them feel uncomfortable and like snap them into place. It's like, it's like a dog too. And a dog's freaking out. Like if you can just like grab it and get taken out of the situation, like and it just settles, like it goes, people go animalistic, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. just like, Hey, don't do that. Oh crap. <laughs> like so Marcus Aurelius quote is the most manly thing you can do is not give into your emotions and think logically and talk it out. Right. It is tough, but yes, that is the best that you should. The, the, that's the, that's ideally what you're supposed to be able to do because then you're not just flying right off the cuff and that's you're not just you letting, man, right? you're not just letting your emotions fi- like carry you. Like, I I think it'll be, I think it'll be hilarious when like some of my friends will talk to me about like conversations and arguments that they've had with like their significant others, where one person is just yelling over the other. No one's really listening to the other person. And I'm just like, why are you not listening to each other? Like you're literally just saying your thing to say your thing. And you're not even regarding what this other person is saying. That's the third time you've said that thing. Mm-hmm. you keep repeating Value. yourself you guys going in a circle and it's like it's ego and i've been in those relationships i'm like didn't we just didn't we have the same argument like four times that went this exact same way and it's like why and it's because well neither of us want to admit we're wrong neither of us want to give neither of us like there's so much ego in the way mm-hmm. of letting you just be like neither of us could be right we could both Literally. be adamant that we're right and we both could be wrong. Literally. But we won't let it go. And there's even you know? some even some moments in my daily life where I feel like the legging, like the foundation, the leg that I'm standing on is right, but I'm not going to just be stiff to the point that it causes a bigger altercation. Right. We can always still learn. We can always still expand our ideas. We always can still have outside input that can influence our ideas. Doesn't have to change thing, it. Yeah. The only thing constant in the world is change and ad- adapting. Right. And it's how you apply what you know to different things. Right. And you're, you're shutting off knowledge. Like, even if it's, you might have to filter through it. You know what I mean? Like people are full of a lot of BS and there's a lot of different emotions and different like 
motives in the way, but like you can take that into account and still hear out somebody with opposing views. You may learn how to better communicate with them. You may better how better communicate with people who think like them and have better conversations with people, you know, just by having those harder conversations with people who you may not agree with. Gives you more logic to work with. Right. Putting the whole picture together. Right. You know, just have half the pieces. Accepting people for who they are, accepting like your community for who it is. Like no one's perfect. People have bad days. People have good days. People are ordinary. Like even myself, I have days where I go out in public and I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I just don't like cashiers. Like I just, it's not that day. Like it's just not that day. And it's like, I can't give you crap for coming in. Like if someone doesn't want to talk, I'll let that. Everything has a time and a place. Right. So it's just like accepting that about your society, never not having so many expectations for your community Be, only again the only thing you can handle is your interactions in your community mm-hmm. how you affect it what you do do you pick up garbage do you talk to people do you make your community a better place like you can't control what everybody else does no you cannot you can only control what you can what, what you can physically can control yep and the type of picture that paints around you right the message you send mm-hmm so you yeah. can try to help people that way, but by influence. Yeah. Yep. Leading by example, being a role model in your society and your community doing projects. Like that's where, like I said, when I get, when I get rich one day, <laughs> I'm going to build community centers and programs. And like, that's what I want to do with my money. I don't want to have three mansions and a yacht. Like I want to see my community grow the place where I came from that helped me stay alive and get out here. I want to see that do that for more people. Like, so that goes back to your question earlier. What is your ideal community or what would you change? That's, I don't know. As a kid, I loved making stuff. And as an adult, you know, it's, I've gotten away from it. And now I have to sit at a desk where I have to sell stuff. But it's how can I do the things that I love doing as a kid and share that with the community and how can I make that more readily available for the community to do those things? Right. That's right. I feel like creative avenues to get involved. If we could have everybody in our communities doing what they're passionate about, what they're best at, think how much better our communities would be off if everybody was doing the thing that they're best at and that they enjoy to the fullest extent mm-hmm. of their passion some of these communities that I have like very, very small numbers, like one person does one thing, one person does another thing. It's just a hobby that they do, but it's because it's a hobby. That's something that they can help each other out with. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's what it used to be back yeah, in the day. Think, yeah. Think about like way back in the day where it was, there was a, there was one baker per town. There was one right. Smith per town. Tradesman, yeah. There was one bard, one, trader one person that held a role right yeah and it was a role that you set and could kind of fill in now like everything's spread the city average adult changes career paths like i think it's at least like four or five times like give or or take because the society is changing like Mm -hmm. realistically one person or realistically a person should not just focus all of their energy on one craft 
for the rest of their lives. They should have multiple crafts. They should have multiple projects and multiple skills. Because if you just pin, if you just pigeonhole yourself on one thing, as soon as that one thing becomes obsolete, so do you. Because right. you've limited yourself. It's like investing. Like if you invest all your money in one stock, and then you're not fails, giving yourself any options with the you're out of millions money. of other stocks. Right. Like if, if and if that fails, you're out of money and you can't go do anything else. Mm-hmm. So exactly. You're stuck. Like, and that's where the ones that are most successful with that, they play the risk, they play the chances, they know the odds, and they capitalize on the opportunities. Right. You always put the odds in your favor, right? You want you to control what you know or what you want to learn. Goes back to the other thing is how do you talk yourself into not talking yourself out of what doing things you want to do? I want you to say that one more time. <laughs> how do you talk yourself into not talking yourself out of the things you want to do? Like, how do so, you stop telling yourself how, not so, to do something because you want to do it? Okay. I think for me, because I've been battling with this lately, like, like I said, I just finished a vinyl that I was working on. I have, it's, it was for a gift and it's been three months that it's sit, sit around. It took me an hour to finish. Like the thing is just do it. Like I, there's and, no other answer and that I the, found besides just do it when it comes to mind. At the end of the day, I feel like everyone has their own anxieties and that's kind of going back to like things just circling all day. Like, Oh, I'll do this when I have this time. I'll do this when this, I'll do this, this, I'll do this when everything in the universe aligns perfectly, I will finally do the thing. But if I'm outside, like, why haven't you done this? Oh, well this, 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 and not everything in the universe has aligned perfectly but then as soon as you say it out loud you're just like man i really sound dumb well yeah it's cutting out those excuses oh well i didn't i don't have this piece for it so Mm -hmm. i I can't do the whole thing do you have something else that would work can you go get that piece exactly like Like, why is it that why is that one thing the thing that holds the entire operation back right and if that is truly the case is there anything else that you can do so that the entire operation is not held back Right. If you want it, don't let anything stop you. Nothing yeah. should be in your way. You should be pulling duct that's, tape out that's and what breaking the, stuff apart. To that's make it what work. the mindset like, should be. Right. The mindset should be this is going to get accomplished how with whatever means necessary. Not I'm not going to kill but someone do for it. it Overthink of how you're going to do it. Right. I'm don't going stop to exhaust there. all of my creative energy and thinking before I admit that this cannot be done. That goes, I think, into into giving value into the things that you want to do too. You got to remind yourself, why am I doing what I want to do? Because that's Mm -hmm. the only reason. That's the only way you're going to get that mentality. That I got to get this done mentality is you got to you got to sell yourself that this is worth it. You this is worth my time. Even the small stuff. I did that last night with packing my lunch. I had almonds. I said I got to pack some of those for tomorrow. I got to remember to do that. I said. Well, what am I doing right now instead? Just pack right. them. I'll do that too. I'll do that <laughs> right. too. Where I'll be, I'll be running through my checklist. Like, got to do this. Got to do this. Well, wait. No, I'm just going to do this real quick. I have literally not, just knocked this done out. Packing the rest of my lunch, and I was just going to wait <laughs> on the almonds until the next day, mm-hmm. and then possibly forget them in the morning. And then you're like, probably Dude, I told forget that, and then be upset at yourself yep. because you told yourself the last night, and then now you've spent ten minutes on these almonds. Oh. 
that took two minutes. We're talking about this. I actually have something that I do have like a time restriction. I want to try. I just got a, I got a, uh, I got a free French press from a, uh, from the uh, beverage warehouse down the road. Nice. It's like they got like a bunch of like promotional, like little French presses or whatever. So it's, it's pretty cool. And uh, I wanted to try um, cold brew with it. And for cold brew, you're supposed to let it sit for 12 hours. I've been telling myself that I want to try this for the last week and a half straight. But then I also tell myself that I have to do it before 8 p.m. because I get up at 8 a.m. It is now 11 p.m. So now here's another (laughs) day that I've let go. Right. Maybe I'll remember Do you only drink one cup of coffee a day, though? Yeah, generally. See, you can even piggyback it. Like when you make your cup of coffee tomorrow morning, just make a second cup of coffee and throw it in the fridge for a day. Then it'll be sat there for actually 24 don't hours. Want cold brew to sit in the fridge. Really? Ferment? For the for the 12 hours, you want it to sit in open room temperature. After the 12 hours is when you can put it in the refrigerator to chill it. So cold brew is really just once not it's brewed. Once it's been dispersed, once it, once it's been filtered through and you have the elements that have broken out and stuff. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Never made cold brew. (laughs) It's it's crazy. And I, I think it's funny because like I was telling myself, like, just get the stuff to do like pour over coffee. Like that's really the best way to drink coffee is by doing pour over. See, you know, French been, like, press is kind of similar. I've been moving away from coffee in general. I've been trying to find like a new caffeine source. Cause like, I don't know. Some guy was telling me something about the oils, which I didn't look into it, but some reason I let it freak me out about coffee, but also too, I'm like, I do get a different, like there's different highs, like between coffee and tea and like an energy drink and like a five hour energy or B12. Like, Oh, absolutely. There's so many different ways to, to get energy besides just caffeine and coffee. And I feel like, I don't know. Coffee is just the Ops most traditional that's been around the Tea's longest time. Gross. Things that we've all heard growing up, Dude, right? To push us away tea. from the other things. Tea is good. Tea, good. You can combine love so many different things with tea that it is just delicious. I mix my really? tea bags. Different flavors. Dude, there you go. Did you know? Because I found this out the other morning. If you don't eat before you drink tea, certain teas and certain people, I guess, it can make you sick. Really? Like there's tannins in the tea. Cause I like woke up and I was trying to get going. So I just made some tea real quick and like chugged it like some black tea. And Ooh, no, no lie, like no. a few minutes later, I was like in the bathroom, no. just like on an empty oh, stomach, no. just like like I guess it messes with the proteins because the you tannins never yeah. chug tea. Yeah, it was. I learned that. <laughs> uh-uh. I, like iced teas, though McDonald's iced teas, I chug those all the time. Like well, those stuff. have different things. That 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 you you just chugged black tea. We gotta yeah. eat too. What I it don't says. drink it's like you need something tea. in your stomach. I do a lot of greens and yeah like i tea is the most caffeine, caffeine. it is it is, <laughs> it you're is right. but you can also it, it, you can you can you can have like a you can have like an oolong green tea and then you can mix that with like some hot with like some honey and some um club soda and uh hmm. yeah hmm, never tried with club soda i tried uh, uh seltzer water in coffee though 
wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you know, they make Coca-Cola with coffee now. I heard that's really good. And Dr. Pepper. We tried that at our house. Like if you can mix Dr. They Pepper. Have a Dr. Pepper. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so you just pour it in your coffee. You take a can so of Coke. It's 24 flavors. And pour a little bit into your, your coffee in the morning. It works great. Interesting. Yeah, same with Dr. Pepper. Like, yeah. Huh. I, had Zach I just, I just recently, um, Blake picked up a uh, four pack of uh, Guinness Nitro Cold Brew. Mm. Delicious. Nice. But uh, yeah, that's coffee. not a uh, that's not an every morning pick me up. That's like you shouldn't have many things to do that day. Yeah. Is it an alcoholic? It is. Oh, oh, it's like a beer coffee, a- beer cold brew coffee. Yeah. Paps has one of those now, too. <laughs> what? Paps has a coffee beer. No, they don't. <laughs> yes, they do. I keep seeing what commercials is going for it. On? You buy it in a 40. <laughs> have you ever buzzed Man. beer? Have you like, guys the Drew Carey show? Oh my gosh. No. They 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 came they up with this years they literally ago. Put alcohol in everything. They came up with this in the 90s. It was buzz beer. And there's literally they mixed coffee with beer, and people loved it because they could drink all night long and it would keep amping them up. And now freaking 20 years later it's finally, it's finally an actual thing. thing yeah it's finally came out like yeah they did that with like the four locos but then it was way too much caffeine with like the alcohol that like you just <laughs> were having heart attacks yeah hey, those were awesome they hit you so quick they were just like we had the house yeah. when they were when they were really popular right and like people could be, they were like i would i'll they were like i'll slam one for loco and then i'm feeling good and i'll slowly drink the second four loco at the end of the second four loco i am hammered right yeah they're potent like, the caffeine um, made to go straight through your bloodstream i'm slowly <laughs> sipping on my first because <laughs> if i take any more than a big drink i'm gonna puke <laughs> That's why was my problem with drinking so is I didn't even know how to pace it. <laughs> yeah, they were. It, yeah, if you it, uh, the lemon one was was sweet. That's right. I had to just chug them, get it done with. The raspberry okay. one sucked, <laughs> and the grape one was awful. Wasn't there a watermelon? I hated yeah. the watermelon. I can't yeah. stand watermelon flavored drinks or candies. The watermelon. <laughs> I like real watermelon. Yeah. yeah, love real watermelon. Some just artificial watermelon just doesn't sit right it just doesn't mm-hmm. transfer we had uh this new energy drink zagged had me try it's called celsius and they're pretty good it's a different kind of like energy buzz i liked it um but he had the watermelon one and it tasted uh just like a watermelon jelly rancher like uh, to a tea no thanks yeah <laughs> there's other options out there that i'm gonna go for over than that i don't hate fake watermelon but I don't, it's not like my favorite yeah, I, I, it's, it's my least it's, favorite. I think it's it's because there's so much water to it already that an artificial watermelon is just really watered down. Right, you're like you really can, trying like, to reach for the it's flavor. It's a very it's a it's a very small hint of the flavor, as opposed to like artificial grape that like that it just in your face. You never see apple flavored stuff. It's always sour apple. It's always green yeah. apple. Like it's yeah, never. True. Apple, sweet apple flavored, you know. Wow, that'd be like, way too sweet. I mean, Maybe red apples tasted as good as cherries did, or strawberries. Well, if it was subtly sweet, I, f- I feel like I'd be down for that. Like a subtly sweet something, not something that's like super sweet. But like, why does everything have to be like? If you're gonna put sugar in it, we're gonna put like an ounce of sugar in it. 
Like, We're gonna put an ounce of sugar. <laughs> the only thing that is in sugar is the color. Right, right. Literally. Sugar and coloring, sugar and dye. That's what most candy is, is just sugar and dye. That's literally what it like, is. I don't know. If you had something semi-sweet like candy that was just like as sweet as watermelon, I or an apple, I'd I'd do that. Or a pear. I don't know. Have you guys ever read the book The Giver or seen the movie? Is that the one with the color where they can't see color? Yeah. Yes, I had to read that book in high school. That whole thing was based on like a very controlled community. I believe I had to read it in college, but I can't remember 100%. Well, it might have well, been high school. What was the premise? Only like a few people could see colors. There's someone with one person. Only one person. The okay. giver could see colors. The giver yes. would have like the knowledge of everything. And everybody else saw in black and white and everybody else was designated like, this is your job. This is what you do. This is what you have to do now. This is how you give to your community. And, and the giver was the one who told them all that? Well, the giver, because they were even doing that with like babies, like babies were born and it was almost like they were just demanded to have a certain job. Certain mothers were dictated to give birth and being a giver, you know that that's not the only way. You know what there was before all this was like uh, this okay. so he grabbed a baby and ran said no and then found mm. out it was i don't want to give it away but there's a whole big world out there wasn't there something to do with an apple in that that like was the first thing tree? i think he could see the color yeah it was yeah. an apple or something yeah because yeah. i remember that when you said that he said what's wrong with that apple well that's called <laughs> red it's the color <laughs> Oh, that is weird. Like if you were just never told to pay attention to color, would you notice color? Would you differentiate color? Like that's where like, even in other countries, they don't have, I guess it's getting better now, but certain countries didn't have different colors for different names for different colors. So what we might like, I think there was one who red and orange was the same color. So there wasn't no term for red and a different term for orange. Everything was this red orange any kind of scale of red orange it was always red orange you know mm. what i mean so if like you gave people no definition of color are they going to differentiate even less where it's like well i think oh and, color <laughs> at that it comes down to how the community dictates what it is that is being given that color right right or do they um do they break it down like people do with pop where it's by brand name or Right. That's that's not the color orange. It isn't orange, and that's not a red apple. It's just an apple. Right. Well, in and the a green South apple too, is something else. They call all soda Coke. Coke. Yeah. It's all Coke. No, it's not. But it's all Coke. It's like, all Coke. Right. Coke. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll have a Coke. What kind? <laughs> I'll Coke. Coke. <laughs> I want a Cokey Coke. <laughs> One of the originals. Like. And yeah, then think brings... about that. Think about the different places that call it soda. That's what I, I don't know. <laughs> Does anybody call it soda anymore? I don't know. Do I really? feel like I started doing of, it like four like or five it, years it, ago, and I it was just pop. always do now. It was pop growing up, but then you you start going, you start learning different areas that it, they referred to it as soda, and then you're gonna start referring to it as soda because you start because you were always referring to it as pop growing up. So now right. you're gonna choose to do something different that brings me back to the giving tree a little bit because like 
what if just like the limitation they're putting on the ability to see color or the ability to differentiate that? I wonder how much limitations we put on the intelligence that we can have as a community because of the organization that we hold. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's not as much of a limit anymore. There definitely used to be, but, and it kind of goes back to like the conversation that we were having the other day about how like government wants to be that controlling authority, that they're the ones that essentially put the limitations on. We can't have anyone achieving to this level because then they're going to start combating what we're trying to accomplish. And I feel like that, nowadays, it was like religion, right? Yes. Nowadays, especially on social media, you see so many videos of let me teach you how to do this. Let me teach you how to do that. So, and that's what kind of gives us our anxiety is like someone that's like sitting and not really doing anything if they were to know that there's like 17 different things that they could learn different ways of how to do different things that they could do with their time, it just completely overwhelms them because they don't right. know where to start. Right. Yeah. And like your community is not just directing you to like, you know, pop out some kids, find a long-term job, settle down. Do, like, I don't know. That's what I feel like it's pitched to us. Like when we were getting out like of school. at the end like, of the day, that'll always be the status quo. But then you've got a lot of people that are going against status status quo, or you've got even people that are going above and beyond the status quo. And they're popping out like six and seven kids collecting child support and investing that money. That's where I feel like that status quo is the limitation that I, that ideals that we set for each that Blake and ideal that we set for individuals to have, you know what I mean? Or like question when, like when someone decides to pursue like being a rock star or a comedian or everything like that, like, I feel like it's getting better, but it's generalized looked on like, all right, good luck. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's well, not a lot of, because not every, it's not something that just anyone can do. And that's why a lot of people say, Hey, good, good luck to you. Because if you have the grit, you have the grind and you have the work ethic. And then 20 years in the future, you are attaining what you have been working towards as opposed to someone that, Hey, good luck to you. But then they see that they didn't, they, they, they see that they don't have that support in the beginning. So they never even try because they just take that as no one supports me. Right. That's where I feel like you need to be a little bit supportive like that as a community. I feel like you don't have to be. And yeah, people should be their own motivators and be able to just grind through. But if we supported each other once in a while and you know what I mean? Like there should like be even today, I was like sketching at, at, at the dinner table and just the waiter was like, Hey man, I like your sketches just out of nowhere. That felt really good. No reason he had to say that nothing at all. Like it just, it just, it's just good. giving someone just a little piece of acknowledgement of what they're doing. Right. Right. Like taking that time about how you day. come off and say it, right? You're right. Uh, right. We, as soon as Smokey started talking, I was thinking about that day that you, me, and Zach went to that mountain to climb it. And we were at the base of the mountain. This dude came down with the kid and said, you guys are just now starting to go up? Dude, that <laughs> sat in my head so hard. Like, like, should we not even attempt this at this point? That's what you're kind of making it sound like. Right. We kind of had the similar when we were hiking um, Pitcher Rock. Like, of course, time was a factor and the weather was a factor, but we started a little bit late and we hiked and we got a little ways. But then as soon as we saw the weather was changing, we looked and we saw that rain was on the way. 
we're like, we got to go back because we don't want to be all the way even further out here when the rain hits. And then we have to walk even further back through all the rain. Right. We, so the time that we decided to turn around and walk all the way back, the distance that we just walked, and then we got to the cars. And as soon as we started leaving in the cars, the rain started to fall. See, this was a false canary though, because Zach made it all the way up the mountain back down. Like even with this guy's warning, like that he did trying to be nice, like Zach made it all the way up and down that mountain. You know what I mean? Like he was able to do it with the time limitations without the sun going down. Like, you know what I mean? So the guy was trying to be nice, but at least for me, I let it get in my head. Like, yeah. you know, like I wish we just got ourselves into. You also have to, you have to look at it as how long someone else may take that if you're younger than them and you have a little bit more energy than they do, that you won't be taking as many stops. Right. It's kind of like pretty fit. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, I tried to, you know what I mean? Take whatever he said out of my mind, whatever I'm in my own situation, but it's, it's just like, it's, it goes back to that tribe mentality. You know what I mean? Like we're watching out for each other. So if someone gives you a warning, they gave you that warning for a reason. So you're going to think about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's like, it's back to that animalistic mentality a little bit. Like or you have someone that manipulates other people with that, with that, with that mentality, right? Like goes and says, ends. goes and says something to someone just to like get stir a reaction. Well, and that's where oh, one of my buddies said that his old manager used to do that in a different kind of way. He would say stuff like, man, no one can do that in under 10 minutes. No one could ever finish that in under 10 minutes. Like that's just too much work to get done in 10 minutes. That's a chat. They would, he would challenge. Yeah. And so he's like, that motherfucker got me every single time because yeah, like it was just, oh, I can, I bet you I can. Like, mm -hmm. instead of that like, seems stupid. because there's, there's no way that because, takes that long. I could do right. it. Because right. as soon as you hear someone naysaying your ability, let me show you my ability. Right. Right. And that's where it's different too. Cause if he said you could never do that in 10 minutes compared to no one could ever do this in 10 minutes, this is an unimaginable that's human an attack on your character. Right. 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 Then. Yep. Right. No one. And no no, no like, one. Well, okay. I'm going to be the one and I'm going to show you real quick. Right. And that's, and I, I mean, that's ego or something. Make myself too. look dumb. <laughs> right. It absolutely. I think it is like a level of like a person. It, it is a level of, uh, self ego factor that it's like you are essentially being like even though it's not it's meant to be a challenge on paper it's not a challenge he's just stating they, they are just stating a fact right no one can do this in this time you see that and you're like well i i think i can so i'm gonna try right and if I can, then I'm going to told you so to that person. Right. Like, look, so what then I just you have did. like you a sense no of pride. It. You're like, I can't wait to tell you so to that person, but then they're always right. So you can, you never can achieve it in that time period. So you never do get that self of told you so. Or if you do, <laughs> you just did the work for them, which right. is what they wanted. Or, yeah. Or they, they just smile and they're like, Hey, good job. It's, yes. it's also they're like they're like next time shoot for nine next it, time shoot for eight next time shoot for seven it's also like a risk risk-free adventure at that point 
because if no one can do that in that time, even if you fail, no one could have done that. You know what I mean? So the like, precedent's already been set. I just want right. to prove it wrong for my own personal. That's, that's, that's kind so of the like, way that I like to look at things. Like, well, I'm going to try, and if I failed, then okay, I'm going to learn from the experience, and then maybe I'll try again. <laughs> I'm not that always that accepting of my failures. I wish I could be. Sometimes it's like, I don't know. I've asked my friend asked me the same thing. Is like, why are you so? What are all these standards you're trying to live up to? I'm like, who set them? And you just I was gotta. Like, un, you, you just have to accept the fact that you are not perfect and that you cannot do everything perfect the right way the first time. But there's balance in it because my perfectionist is. mentality is what pushes me to make my projects better, which makes me a good, which it's, it's makes me good, good at construction, good at art. It's good, good at, to have that, but just don't let it disappoint you. But it's, it's hard to do both. You know what I mean? How to have a perfectionist. Nothing's ever perfect, but you always strive for perfection, but you're nothing's, never reaching it. Nothing's ever perfect, but nothing's ever complete. Right. That's also true. So if you're someone who likes to complete things too and have a nice finish, you're always going to be looking at something like, what more can I do to it? Right. Which that's where I've, I think the daily sketches has helped with drawing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because it's like just something small, something quick, I'm gonna start something new tomorrow. knock it out, knock it out real quick. And you can like add to it if you wanted to. Right. Well, even if I'm not done with it, I guess a couple I've been doing the next day, but a lot of them, it's like, well, I got to do something new today. I got to do a new sketch. I got to do a new sketch. And so it's right. like, you got to do what you got to do at the know? end of the day. It's just you using your creative energy right you're the one that fills in that vo- that but that blank right yeah it's just not hold on to everything everything is not such a big deal and like that's the same thing with the projects that we give ourselves and the things that we built up in our head that we don't finish it's like not everything's such a big deal like it's really not it's not it's like we make it and a the, big at deal, the end of the and that's that's really what you should learn as an adult is that all these things that you grew up prioritizing that these are the biggest deal like getting fired from a job oh my life is over no it's not no go get another one there's There's a dime jobs out there there, there, jobs are a dime a dozen out like i was so heartbroken when i was fired from my first like the first time that i experienced animosity being fired from an employer at Michigan's adventure. Like it just killed me at the, on the inside. Like, Oh, you were just fired. Like you didn't do your job properly. Right. Looking back on it, biggest silver lining. Right. Something good came from that. Maybe I could have advanced up those ranks, been a executive for Cedar fair in another world, in another, in another universe. Maybe I am, but at the end of the day, the lifestyle that I was living and the people that I was associating with did not mesh with the people that were wanted for that position. Right. That's where, that's where exactly that is like when you come to that realization about jobs and work and you keep going further down that rabbit hole, it's, it's kind of hard to care as much because I mean, it, it is because it's like you have to care about what you do to keep your job and make you money. But like there's always makes it hard to do the side is, extra stuff that seem like they mean nothing. Right. It's the ones that they feel like they're stuck 
that they're the only ones that can do that job. And they're, and that's the only job that they will ever have. That's right. I don't know if this has been like this for you guys out there, but over in Colorado, like with people not wanting to work and stuff, like for one, there's help wanted signs everywhere. And mm-hmm. two, everything sucks. Like, like everything, all the food, everything it's bad. It's like not, it's just literally I had like a crunch wrap that was just completely open and it wasn't even like they attempted to close it. It was just half like, duh. And it's I a crunch just, show. Yeah. It's just, duh. and it was just, and this is everywhere. This is every, like for months now, this is how things have been. You know what I mean? And like, this is the community, but it's like, it started out that way when the pandemic first hit over here, it has gotten a little bit better. There have been more people that have been going back to work. And even though, yes, the long, the fat, the, the, the lines for fast food restaurants are ridiculously long going down the road. It is what it is, what it is. The people that are doing the job, I'm extremely thankful to them right. because we just don't live in a society that I can just pull up to the front of the restaurant and jump back there and make it all myself. That's where I feel like that's going to make, that's going to make people appreciate that more like, Oh, people working at McDonald's shouldn't make seven fifty an hour. How many people use them for dinner, lunch every day who do mm-hmm. other jobs and use that to get by. And like, that's their nourishment. That's their hot meal for the day. Like we're seeing now how much we do rely on all those people, how much we do rely mm-hmm. on the rest of our community and that we can't just shut off and do our own little thing. you know what I mean? Like that's not how we survive. It's like we rely on every single person to yep. keep this thing working. And it's like, it is, it's like, and I think everywhere like, helps wanted science at around. this point, it's expected that you're going to be waiting a very long time. And if after you wait that long time, you still get stuff that's less than acceptable value. You can always send an email to the CEO of the company and right. just let them handle it. However they want to, but that's you I mean, get the stuff you order. That's the right. one thing. Give me hey, all the I stuff mean, I paid for. But what if it's not edible? Like I had a pizza the other day that like I couldn't even power through. It was just so dry and just bad, just bad. And it's did like, you call the restaurant? No, they made it for me. What are they gonna do? Spit on my next one when they send it through? I don't know. See, I probably that's should've. the mentality. Like I've tried with them maybe multiple it's times. Because, it's, it's, it's because I work at a restaurant that like we want our people to tell us if this food is not to the snuff. Because how are we supposed to know? Like we had someone that legitimately like called us and was like, Hey, I wasn't sure if I should tell you, but that last pizza that I got, it was a little bit burnt on the bottom. Just please don't burn the pizza. Like, Hey, thank you for sharing that with us. We're going to be sure that that pizza is not burnt. It's quality control right. systems, right? My mentality though, is though, like, didn't they check the pizza? Like, cause that's how mine was. It was burnt. It was dry. And there was a chunk missing out of like the crust, which is weird to me, but it was like, didn't you notice that when they sent it out? Like, I guess that's me See, assuming. Me but I personally, like someone has to check it. Me personally, I will. Op- I will open the pizza and I will look right there. And I've even done that on a couple occasions, like when I would get hot and ready's. Like, open it up, and if like the the sauce is all just like mixed around, like it didn't cook fully, I'll say this pizza's not done. I guess why I don't call shoes because like a little bit, I get it. Because it's like, I, I do this, have to do the same thing at the dispensary since we're understaffed. I don't answer phone calls all the time. People have to wait outside 
and I have to like, they have to, they'll sit there and ring the doorbell and complain. And I'm like, sorry, it's just me here today. And I have to help these three customers by also letting you in and answering phones and checking in product and all sorts of stuff. So the level of service that I would love to give, it's not, it's like it's down not here. When you're, when you're the only one that's expected to do the job of three other people. So me to call and complain at somebody who's probably already <laughs> struggling like no other, you know, I guess a little bit of it's that too, where it's like, I don't want to, I don't feel like it's going to accomplish much. Cause I feel like you're probably already drowning <laughs> if it's that bad. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, yeah. they don't, you don't pay them to give you less than satisfactory food. That's true. That's true. And I've called on before and I've messaged and they'll give me a free pizza. But like when I ran into this place, it's like, it's never good. <laughs> so it's like the free pizza, like once in a great while. So it's like, even the free pizzas, I'm like, do I really want to cash it in? Like it's only, it's always a desperation. Well, move. <laughs> I, I mean, to each their own. If you've, if you're pressed on options, you got to do what you got to do. Right. And come really got much. Especially with stuff being understaffed. I mean, that is, yeah, it was, it was a big problem when the pandemic first hit and we had like majority of the places were just, Oh no, we don't have staff. Oh no, we don't have staff. We're not open. But now at least like they raised them a minimum wage. A lot of the places are hiring at like 14 and 15 an hour and it's giving people incentive to go back to work. Sign on bonuses sign on bonuses, Amazon. I hear about it on the radio all the time. Work for Amazon, get your 1500 sign on bonus. Taco Bell. I drive by it every day. You get $500 there. (laughs) Yeah. Like places are legitimately trying to give you bonuses because they need people to work. That's I think it might be harder out here because the minimum wage was before COVID around like 13. 13, 14 bucks an hour. So now these businesses that are up and it's going up to, I hear it's like 15 to 18. I thought it was, I thought it was at 15. That's not even from what I heard. That's not even an actual thing. Minimum never actually got bumped up to 15. Mm -mm. The federal minimum wage. No. Yeah. So that's just businesses choosing to pay more. Apparently it never, I've heard, I've heard the same. And even though they made a giant announcement, I don't think that there was actually anything that like federally changed. I think it's as you just said, that businesses are just offering to pay a higher wage so that they can get people to work. Right. Well, and that's, that's the thing that's kind of always been sketchy about that to me is it's like, where'd you find that money? You know what I mean? That's not new money that just appeared out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like you've had and the when, money when, to pay your people. And when I was talking, when wage. I was talking, when I was talking with, um, with our, the new owners of the pizzeria, like talking about how, like when the pandemic hit, like they didn't necessarily like have like credits that they gave businesses that like businesses were going to be able to like pay this increase in wage you had some businesses that were already struggling paying wages as they were. Right. So now you're mandating these businesses to pay more and they're going to be struggling even more. Like I even was talking to a guy, was talking to um, the pro shop that I got my ball, that got my bowling balls um, fixed up. Well, one of them fixed up at, and I'm going to get the other ones in time, but uh, he's been operating the business for like 50 years um, has never had really another person working in the shop with them. As a result, they don't have anyone to really take over the business when they retire. And they can't even think about taking on someone 
because they can't even think about paying them what that person would want. Like basically what he said, he was like, you got to be able to accept that you're going to get lower than the minimum. If you're going to take over this job, I'm like, you're not going to get anyone. Right. Well, with the incentive that you may get that business someday. That's right. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how I took it was that you have to accept that you're going to receive lower with expectation that it's going to grow over time. And people have bills now. So if they can't pay their bills now, they can't give you the time for it to grow. So it's not the right move for them. Exactly. If you find a person that doesn't have a lot of responsibilities that can grow with you for five, eight years, that you can start them out at the, at the 11 an hour that you want to start them at, and they can make their way to the 17 that they want. That's where though, in theory though, like if, if your whole community was making more money like that, that's more money floating around the community for funds, like fun stuff like that, like bowling more people who are going to go get their balls fixed at pro shop, more people who are going to spend money in the community doing that certain thing. So you could have more customers who are going out to eat more often See, because that's you have that the, opportunity. That's the expectation that the money stays in that community. But if you're giving it, if you're giving it to the people who live in that community compared to people who aren't, they just own businesses in that community. I feel like the people who live in that community have a much higher chance of spending that money back in that community. Like how often do you just go drive out of Detroit? What if they don't? What if, what if I, what if I go to a farmer's market in Berkeley and I purchase vegetables from someone that lives in Royal Oak. And then I spent my money for this local vendor. They were at a local farmer's market in my city but then they take it back to their city. But that's, I, I guess, guess that's how big the community, go ahead. Yeah. It's like what we said earlier is it depends on your view of the size of the community. That's, right. that's part of the community on a whole, because it's still the East side. He might still get his bags from Berkeley or, you know what I mean? Like get some other products back and forth. He could. It's not going to be so one for one, but I think eventually it would level out. They probably pay a level of something to have this vendor stall at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we looked at that. Yeah, you have to pay to actually be there. So you're, and he's choosing to be in that. He's giving produce to your like fresh produce to your community too. Like that's a huge service on its own. You're not getting he's sat around, and then he's just taking the money that we give him, and he's just blowing it on cocaine for himself. Right. Better reinvest in it. It's his choice with his money at that point. Either way, it's going back into circulation, either to the drug dealers or to the fertilizer guys. At the the end of the day, I give you the I give you the dollar and it is no longer my responsibility. Right. Exactly. It's It's in circulation. That's all it's meant to be used for. Right. It's more circulation instead of somebody else who has a bunch of money just throwing it into more stocks or throwing it into bigger corporations. You're just instead of inflating all the stuff that's already inflated you have these people every day who are spending on everyday things and going out to movies and going out to eat and enjoying themselves and spending money that way in their community. It's like what they we said, used to do in the fifties. It's like they said, like they said, like briefly, like that they were going to come up with like, um, or no, I think it was the uh, thousand a month for Andrew Yang with the yeah, presidential yeah. 
or the demo, whatever. He had a good point on that with automated candidate. jobs. Yeah, 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 which I can definitely understand. And everyone gets this money, so then they can continually pumping it, pump it into the economy, like shop locally, to help right. out your community. Right. Like you could even get discounts if you like your zip code on your driver's license matches up with where you're shopping. Like that could be a thing. I don't know. Like incentivize people to shop locally, give local discounts. Like there's tons of things that you can do to incentivize people. You know what I mean? And it's, and I think it's because like looking at it from a business standpoint, you want to make the most possible, but then looking at it from the consumer standpoint, you want to spend the least amount possible. So then you always have that battle between seller and consumer supply and demand. And we got to think about it even beyond that though, not even on like the generation one lifetime. It's like, this is a community that's got to last forever. And if we're slowly siphoning the money out of the general public's hands, you know what I mean? They're slowly getting poorer and poorer, which has been happening where like, you know, the middle class is getting poor. It's like, it's only going to get worse. So we have to change the system as a whole. It can't be such instantly. Well, this is the benefit because I can make more money now. Like, which I don't know how we're ever going to change the mentality. Yeah. People are always just want more and more and more, but it's like, yeah, it's about the community whole. They want the world for free. I mean, you can have it. Right. Right. They want the world and everything in it for free for little, for little to no effort. Right. As little effort as possible, no matter how many people they got to screw over. And it's like, I don't know. Instead, invest in your community and your community can take care of you. You know what I mean? Like if your community has all the necessary things, like that's where communities popped up from the first place. Mm -hmm. We built communities to protect us when we couldn't protect ourselves. When you're sick and down for a day, the other people you took care of when they were sick and down for a day can now take care of you. Like that's a community. So it's like, that was the, that was the thought. Now it's a more individualized community where we're together in bigger cities, but we're even more disconnected. And we're all just doing our own thing. Right. We don't talk to each other no more. Like it would be wild if living in a community, you didn't have your own private backyard space. Like everyone had their own shared backyard. Right. The GVSU apartments were like that. Yeah, oh, like I mean, your back door was this big. Apartments are apartments, right? That's communal space. But it was cool. People would just be out there grilling, throwing frisbee. Like you mm-hmm. talked with your neighbors. Like that's where they say one of the biggest things for crime is communal neighbor or communal gardens. Like gardens where people come together and grow crops, and like it, you know your neighbors, you know who's in the neighborhood, you watch out for each other because you put a name to the face. Like that, or you um, don't like that person, so you're going to stomp on their tomatoes. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And then they're Stop gonna s- Sally. And then yeah. they're gonna stomp on your lemons. I told you I hate le- I hate tomatoes. And then Roger's just gonna come and stomp on everything because everyone just hates his <laughs> zucchini. <laughs> he only eats me. He hates vegetables. Hundred <laughs> percent carnivore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then poor Steve has to handle it all because he's the unlucky one. That's the president of the homeowner association. <laughs> he's just crying in the middle of the garden with his hands on his knees and just <laughs> dude, like my buddy, that's literally, he he's the, he's the president of his homeowners association. He just talks about all the bitching that the people 
like all they all it is is just yeah you just uh, like it's where my friend just got that position too and stepped down she said it was just She's like, I've done this for it looks, too many years. It I'm looks tired great of- on a resume, but like, like it looks great that you have like responsibility that like your community that you live with, like supports you to be their president. But <laughs> I'm just going to you. It's just bureaucracy. Well, and that's the thing is there's stuff that you could even want to do because, but there's so many bureaucracy and you have to get mm-hmm. everybody to approve it. And it's like, this person wants this, but this person yep. wants this, and this person wants this, but this person wants this. And it's like, you learn that you learn that when you're part of a uh, fraternal organization and you have goals that you want for the chapter, but then you start realizing you're the only one that wants those goals. Mm-hmm. That's where it's like, you got to have communal understood goals that you set as a community and then every idea that people come with are striving, not new goals, but how to accomplish the goals that you've already made. And then it's like, oh, I have no counter argument for how that couldn't help us accomplish our goal. And I don't see why we shouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like it's to and accomplish then, and this And then you goal. try and it fails and you're just like, I told you so. Right, right. So, okay, well, we tried. <laughs> you know? I told you this would never work. I don't know why we even tried. <laughs> um we didn't know it wasn't going to work if we didn't try. Right. But those same people, if, if it were a total success, they wouldn't say anything. No compliments, no, it, nothing, but they'd reap the benefits. Exactly. The they just say, oh, wow, it. this is so cool. I'm glad someone thought of this. Right. Yeah, yeah, me. Well, and those are usually, from what I've noticed, the same people who are the last ones to come up with an idea. They're not mm-hmm. the ones who are looking how to solve a problem. They're not even trying. There's They're a lot just of people- like, someone else will figure it out. There's a lot of people that are quick to point out a problem, but then refuse to provide <sighs> their idea of a solution. What I hate the most I've, is when they I've keep the talking about those. The term that? for those that I've heard coined over the last few years of my new of my current career is Monday morning quarterbacks. <laughs> the Hail Marys. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bring nothing wow. to the party except for, you know, it's it's too late. Yep. Too late. The game was yesterday. Yeah. Your input doesn't matter anymore. Uh, and that's a lot of our society. Well, that's it's just, I, I can't stand when it's like, especially too, when they want to keep bringing up a problem. And even when you give them ways to solve the situation, they just keep bringing up the problem and they don't even take the steps to solve it. It's like, they, they don't even, they don't even acknowledge it that you tried to give them advice that could get them out of the problem. Right. They're just going to continue to bring the problem to you. It's like, Oh, did you talk to him about I, it yet? Did you do I this have, about it yet? No, I have given you advice on what to do on these occurrences. And you still choose to ignore my advice and stress me out with giving. Like, I, I understand you want to vent, but there's a difference between venting and disturbing. Right. If you're not trying to solve your own situation, if you're not exactly, if you're not like, I'm here to hear you out and I'm here to try to help you if you are willing to accept it, but I'm not here to enable you to enable yourself to continue to go through this cycle. Like, I'm going to tell you, this is what you should be doing if I was in your situation. And then that's all it is. If you don't take it, it is what it is. That's where if they keep coming to you with the same thing, well, have you done this yet? 
like we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. You keep doing the same I thing. Have, Repeat yourself. Yeah, I, ha- I have a lot of people in my life that are like that, that they say things to me just to say things. So then I don't even give them the acknowledgement anymore. Nope. Because sure, I'll give you a thumbs up emoji on Facebook. That's all you wanted was my acknowledgement. There you go. Yep. Slapped it there for I, you. And I, I don't sugarcoat it no more. Like I don't put up with that. Like you're now just using me to vent. You're now just putting your negative energy on me when I've already tried to give you means to solve mm-hmm. it yourself. I won't have those conversations more. I my time is valuable. And now you're sitting right. here just wasting my time yep. because you don't want my help. You're not trying to solve it yourself. What are we doing here? You're just wasting my time. Exactly. Let's go, like, let's go solve it. Like I'm under the impression that you're bringing this to my attention because you want me to help. Not that you just want to talk to another human being about it. Right. If you're upfront and you tell me that I just want to vent. All right, sure. I'm going to ignore everything that you just said, but you get, but you, but I'm going to ignore everything you're about to say, but you get to say it and I won't say anything about it. Right. And we need that. Sometimes we just need time to unload just to like the whole, I can't believe today was just, today i can't believe it actually happened i need to vent blah, 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 blah. oh yeah sure you know? tell me about it as right. i completely ignore you and try to do my job <laughs> and it's like, i'm actually getting paid to do here right and it's like i don't know but sometimes they'll even try to like deter your focus and it's like hey i'm working here you you really want to vent about this let's wait half an hour when i'm off the clock yeah. Like, I'm sure you wouldn't want me to do this to you, to just barge into your room, to just talk about something without you asking about it. Like, but people do. That's, that's where I have to watch it with work because especially with like the job that like I've been having, um, like there'd be so easy to come home and I just want to like be the first thing mm-hmm. I talk about, complain about this customer, complain about this. And especially, wrong, and especially about think, that, like, think about like living with your significant other that when they come home and they want to vent about their day, but you've been home for the last like two hours and it's been like nice and quiet. You had the mm-hmm. place to yourself. It was all serene. And then they, as soon as they open that door and they're just that's where like, I can understand why some people became alcoholics. Right. That's where it's like, when I feel like I do need to do that, you know, because me and Zach do that to each other because we just work in retail. So there's just some people that you're like, that person exists. And I can't believe that. And the, th- and the three of the three of us here vent to each other quite often. Right. Like Blake will vent to me. I'll vent, I'll vent to Blake. Josh will vent when Josh wants to vent. He doesn't vent very <laughs> often. So the thing that- we help each other out when we need to. Right. And the thing, like you said, though, you're at home, you're having a good day. That's someone else's energy. So what I try to do when I vent like that is I try to end it on something good. Like, even though like this big focus of it is on this negative stuff, I try to pull something funny that happened or something good that happened or something nice that somebody did to try to you comically change the subject. Well, that's where I just try to finish it off. It's like, yeah, this was a shitty day. I've ended on this, but this dude did do this. And that was pretty cool. It's like, yeah, I just put all this shit on you, but humanity's not terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's understanding. Yeah, it's not letting that on the on the right. drive on the drive home, there was a horrific accident, 
and like five people were covered up in wraps. So they're probably dead. But uh, there's some kids about a mile down the road that are selling some lemonade. So I got a cup. Right. Right. You know, and like that's true. It's just you got to completely like, nothing to do with the accident. Right. Just making that clear. Exactly. <laughs> because they wanted lemonade and that's why they crashed. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Can, 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 can lemonade? 50 what? cents? What? <laughs> Dude, like, try and find. I swear to God, like it's nice having the rule of thumb that you want to support children. But I can't just always give you a dollar for this little cup. Right. Expensive. Right. Like, at least give me a Understand full 12 ounce. Value. I Teach paid a full dollar value. for a full 12 ounce of lemonade the other day. I was like, this is worth it. Right. But there was there was a, there was one where this kid was just selling like um, cups of bottled water for a dollar. I'm like, I get it. It's pure water, but give me the bottle. Right. That you paid less than a dollar for. Right. Right. It's that convenience fee. And that's a crazy thing too. It's like, we think that's such a great thing, but yeah. like, that's what we're teaching kids early. You're paying mm-hmm. for convenience. You're charging people yes, for convenience. How much can you charge them and still make money today? Like that's all that, all that lemonade stand with that, that game that we used to play fucking in school was like, all that taught you is like when to charge more and when to charge less, when to charge yep. more because people like needed it more. And it's like that supply and demand. And yeah, teaching them young. We sure are. I mean, uh-huh. I like that I support the children's business ventures, but I don't want to support the ones that are just taking advantage of people. Exactly. That's that's teaching them lessons. Teaching like, them. Yeah. yeah. Handle your business different. Yeah, and more like, people will go to it. I understand that you want to have a business venture, but you got to think it through. That's where you go if, and start bartering with them. You're, I, 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 I thought about that. But then I don't want to be that guy that creepy. Why are, why are you disturbing my child? He's just, they're just trying to sell. They're just trying to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Then I have the conversation with the, with the parent, they're trying to sell a cup of bottled water, not even the full bottle for a whole freaking dollar. Yeah. Go, go to the convenience store, go to Myers. Go to Costco. But they didn't even mix the lemonade at that point. They didn't even push. They didn't even do ratios at that point. They literally just opened the bottle, poured it in a cup, and said, "Here, dollar." Like, or in a pitcher I with don't, ice. I mean, it tasted like it was handmade. It could have been from concentrate. I don't know. Right? Yeah, at least have to mix. I don't but know why. Was Someone least, selling me water least, is even more slap in the face. Yeah, like literally, like I was driving. What? What are you selling? Bottles of water. <laughs> how much are the bottles cup is a dollar you don't get the oh, bottle stop. nope <laughs> that's Damn. 25 cents extra <laughs> like, <laughs> like at least put some lemon in or like a lime or a cucumber i don't know <laughs> if they had a something. suggestions box right. maybe i'd think about right, that right <laughs> you just go there and give him business advice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So what you need here is a suggestions box. You need a customer service line. <laughs> you need to hire an <laughs> HR manager. Yep. 
Who's running this whole thing? A shark for kids' lemonade stands. Do you even have an LLC? You turn them all into a corporation. You get them to all work under you under an umbrella. So you regulate the lemonade prices in the community. I have been saying for years that we do not utilize child labor as much as we should. Right? They want to work. Let them. Exactly. My God, man! Like, could you imagine just a bunch of twelve-year-olds pushing your shopping carts? Right. I'll show you corporate America. <laughs> Talk about teaching works. them young. Yeah. <laughs> now give me 75% of that money. <laughs> but I started, I know, give me about 75% of that money. <laughs> I invested. I'm, yep. Oh, geez. I told you what to do. So <laughs> I make the money. <laughs> Society is wild. It is. We're, we're, an interaction in it every single day. Like w- every time we walk out there, we're one of those minute little ants going along that affects everybody else. Like how we drive our cars, how we walk down the street, the people we talk to and don't talk to. Whether you wake up or don't wake up. Right. Affects the community. Yep. Sure does. Every day. Like, and I think that's what we forget is like, oh, communities did this to me, but it's like, what are you doing to your community? Like, you can't, change what they do exactly you can only change what you're doing into it and everyone's always quick to point out like oh this this community has this issue this community has this issue do you live in x community yeah i've lived in community x community for 30 40 years okay what have you done about it in the last 30 40 years like you've just talked about it for the last 30 40 years you never actually tried to like get into city council you never attended a count a city council meeting you never actually voiced your opinion on like this should be looked at given attention maybe other people in the community feel the same way step up and do something on your own time depending on the situation That's what it comes down to people just, just don't have the effort or the drive to do things themselves it's like kev said someone always wants it done but they never want to do the work themselves you nope. know what i mean it's like oh give me the work great. give that me the world cool. and everything in it but i'm not going to give you anything in return right that's right. I don't know. I feel like with this kind of breakdown that's happened with COVID, I feel like that shook some of those people's foundation where they're like, this is just how things are. And this is comfortable life. And like, everything is just, I might get in trouble by saying, but I sure hope it did because no, that's not a mentality that we should be having is no. that this is the way it is. And that's just the way it is. Right. Like, no, if that's anything, we start to disappear this, as a species. This is, like this whole period has taught us that we should be asking questions. Right. I forgot what the Rick quote is, but he said something like that. He's like, uh, somebody like you're, if you're comfortable, like that's like, that's a behavior they want in cattle, not myself. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't want to be comfortable. I don't want to be, it's not good to be feeling safe and comfortable. It's life. Life is yeah. a crazy wild mess. You got to keep, keep going on the rapids. You know what I mean? Keep, keep paddling. At like, the end of the day, the government's just feeding us the drugs. Yeah. Yep. We're mad at the guy who is. <laughs> and then, yeah, we're mad at the person that's feeding us the drugs, but we yeah. still take the drugs. Mm-hmm. Me. Right. And then we bite the hand. Yeah. Why not? Well, cause it's not the drugs we want. Giving yeah, the drugs that they tell what you, us that you're giving me well. this drug. I wanted those drugs. Why right. come, how come they get those drugs and I don't get those drugs? How come they get better treatment than I get? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. What makes me different? What makes us different? Oh, I have different parents. I have, I came from a different, you can only, you can only hope that you have enough of an influence that people live cordially. Yeah. Like just don't, don't give anyone a reason to kill you. Sometimes nowadays they don't even need one. The fact is, they, is there's so, right, so many, right. So many people. All you can do is just control the actions that you have and just not make someone angry that they want to kill you. Right. Do what you think is right. Yeah. Yeah. Guide yourself, guide your community through doing that. And be involved. Yeah. Speak up, say something, do something. Yeah. Lead by example, mm-hmm. do something, do something. That's where I feel like so many people do that too, where it's like, and this is actually like a human, like nature thing. It's like how our brains are set up. Like you're more likely to get mugged and no one do anything about it on a crowded street mm-hmm. because everybody thinks somebody else is going to do something. So everyone thinks someone else is going to do something as well as there's way more people to right. disguise yourself in they have to they literally have to teach instant responders to snap their brains out of that mentality someone needs help i need to go help them yep. someone needs help it's me i'm the one yep. that needs to go help them right now yeah you know what i mean so that's this choice that we can make every it's day not, it's like it's no longer someone needs to help it's i need to help yep. right i need this to person help. needs help i need to go yep. help them you know, same thing with that person you see pulled over on the side of the road. Same thing you see with, you know, someone drop their groceries. It's like, take that two seconds. Do what you can. Cause if that was you on the side of the road, you wish somebody would stop and help you. And one day that probably will be you on the side eh, of the road. Depending. depending. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel that. I Depend, do I, Depending. I mean, if I, if I blew out, if I blew out a tire and I'm just waiting for the tow truck to come pick to come pick up my car and take it to the place, you don't have to stop. You don't, maybe you don't have a tow truck. Maybe you can't afford a tow truck. And all you have is your donut that you have to throw the donut on and try to make it back to your house. Because well, you can't afford the hundred dollars for you, the tow truck. If you see someone, but then again, I guess, how do you know, unless you stop and ask, ask. questions? Okay, cool, dude. No problem. Have a good day. Sure. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I it suppose. Takes, it's just, yeah. It's like this, that's where I do it all myself. Although they're probably fine. They probably have it handled, but it's like, that's me assuming. I don't know that until I ask them. And what am I going to do? Make them mad by seeing if they want help. Like, that's what goes through my mind. It's like, oh, I'm going to disturb them or annoy them. It's like, no, no you're, you're the car did out. that. Right. You're right. Help. <laughs> exactly. You know? So just be okay with, being a little bit weird a little while and ask people they need help. Even if being weird is the act of asking people if they need help. Right. Right. Like that's where I really like to. When did that stop being the normal? As soon uh, as the person that stopped to help the person got mugged. Yeah. Right. That's where like I was watching on vlog creations where there was two different incident instances where he was like, they'll drive and record and stuff like that. And this person was like swerving all over the road and like, just acting like a maniac. And he didn't call the cops on him. He followed behind him and kept trying to get them to pull over. And then when they pulled over, he didn't freak out on him, yell on him. He was like, are you okay? Like, are you all right? 
And like, it turned out the lady was like a diabetic and like, she had to go to the hospital and stuff like that. And she was literally looked like a drunk driver. It was just like all over the road and everything else like that. And it was just like, he didn't get mad at her. He like could have killed her, could have killed people, could have killed himself, almost hit his car a couple of times. And was just literally like, are you okay? Like was his first question. It's like, I don't know, just checking on people, you know, instead of getting mad, instead of letting our first, like you said, taking the emotion out of it, like checking in with people instead of being frustrated that someone took two seconds out of your day. Like, see, like I will only, I'll only use my horn. If you like legitimately, like purposely, like I really had to slam my brakes. If I didn't slam my brakes, we would have collided. Right. But if you're just like getting over and yes, I have to apply my brakes, but I don't have to slam them. Hey, you live your life. I'm going to live mine. That's why I'm behind you so that I can control that. You're not going to hit me. Right. Drive defensively. You know? Yeah. You can only control what you do. You can't make him be a better driver. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm not going to take the time to lecture him or them on how crappy of a driver they are. Right. It's not my place. Nope. I don't, I don't know what that person's going through. That person could be stressed beyond belief and Mm -hmm. me trying to help them just unearth a whole can of worms. And then they they, they pull a gun and shoot me because they take me as challenging their authority. And that's where I feel like it's situational too. like go with your gut. Sometimes you do got to have those conversations with people in society. Sometimes you do got to be that come to Jesus conversation with people and just be like, dude, that was messed up. You know what I mean? Like, that's your role and responsibility. If you, if same thing we said about the other, see it, say it. Like if you run in that conversation, you can't go expect somebody else to have a conversation that nobody else seen. Like, and you know, that's up to you. If you want to put yourself at risk. Yeah. Nowadays, anybody could have a gun and be ticked off at what you say and make that decision. But it's like, I don't know. Is it, is it worth it to you? And what your gut say? <laughs> yep. That's what it comes down to. The original compass, the original moral compass. Yep. That's where all my anxiety comes from is when I don't follow the gut. <laughs> <laughs>